Welcome to the Why I Hate It Here podcast. I'm your host, Eric Boggs, where I'm no one and, well, frankly, neither are you. We're all just on this big rock together waiting around to die. I know, now you're saying, well, that sure is a dark and sarcastic introduction to a podcast hosted by a guy that I have no idea who he is. Well, yeah, you're right, but you do have to have darkness before daylight. If I have a mission statement for this podcast, it's simply this. A place to get together, to complain, to gripe, be hateful on all the things that irritate me and you. From the smallest to the largest things we can think of. And for each episode, we'll get together for around 20 or 30 minutes and get all this out of our system. And then we'll look for that daylight I mentioned earlier. We'll leave all the frustration here and try to be a better person when we turn this podcast off. Probably won't work, but here we go. Now let's talk about finishing the word. First up is the response to a text that you send to somebody. And they simply give you the letter K. So regardless of who this person is to you, you're telling me that you do you honestly don't have time to type the letter O before the K. Or spell the word O-K-A-Y. Sesame Street spent a lot of time introducing letters of the day to each of us as a kid growing up in the 70s and 80s. And it was fine for Big Bird and Grover to do that, but you and I aren't underpaid puppets either. The least you could do is just finish the word. Let's start with one. The word vacation. Eight letters. V-A-C-A-T-I-O-N. Now you guys already know where I'm going with this. Vacay. Oh, me and the husband had a great vacay. You remove three letters... And that's easy math. I don't proclaim to be an algebra teacher, but that's three less letters. The letters are free. I don't, you know, it doesn't, you're not paying a dollar per constant and maybe two bucks per vowel. They're free. You can speak them as freely as you want to, but yeah, you still make a conscious decision not to do that. We're both still here. We're both breathing. Give me the whole word. Most of us don't see each other face to face anymore because, you know, let's face it, people ruin everything. So we're all selective on who we were around anymore. So if I'm with you and you with me, give me that entire word. You were given the gift of speech, so don't squander it. Are you seriously that busy that those three more letters are just going to ruin you and put you on your deathbed? I highly doubt it. And here it is, the big one for me, the one that started it all. Grandma slaves over a hot, sweaty stove in July in the South to make you and your friends an apple cobbler. Apple cobbler's finished and comes out, and your friend tells Granny, This apple cobbler is delish. Now, I could only imagine what Granny's thinking, much less you now that you're embarrassed that you're friends with someone that uses a word like that. Delicious, nine letters, D-E-L-I-C-I-O-U-S. Delish. I've got six letters. Doesn't make any sense. Three more letters. Or three less letters, depending on which word you prefer. Hopefully it's the former, not the latter. We have to get to that point to where someone has to vote some type of social laws in where you use certain select words that you can have one of those, just a fine, I don't know, $25, $50, I don't know what the right amount is. If you are using the word delish, I need you to do me a favor. 
I need you to go to all of the Why I Hate It Here podcast socials, Facebook, Instagram, Instaface, Google you, Twitter, whatever it is that you use, and defend that word to me because I, I can't wrap my head around it. It literally sounds like vomit comes out of your mouth when you say that. Not out on the town. Everybody's got their nicest hey dude shoes on. They're simply southern t-shirts. Columbia fishing shirts for the guys. You know who they are. You go to this steakhouse. You make the order. Everybody had a pretty good week at work, so we got a little money in our pocket. So we're going to go ahead and order that steak. The nice one. The big one. Porterhouse. New York Strip. Whatever it is you like. Just get the most expensive one. Now, mind you, this thing's been dry aged probably in the chef's cooler for 30, 60, 90 days. I don't know. I'm not a butcher. I don't know how this works. I just like to eat it. Steak gets done. It's prepared probably by some chef that's got, I don't know, four, six years of culinary school in. Steak's finished. Waiter brings it out, sets it on the table. Looks good. And then all of a sudden, one of the patrons asks the waiter or the waitress, uh, Yeah, can, uh, can you all bring us some A1 sauce or... Uh, maybe some Heinz 57. That's you. You're the delish crowd. They bought a Chevy Tahoe that's about 10, 12 years old with 145,000 miles on it. Now, granted, it's got leather and DVD players for their little jerk kids to sit in the back seat so they don't bother them. And you know, and I both know, they have a tanning bed business, and they both get their teeth whitened at least two to three times a month. That's you. I'm looking at you, Mr. and Mrs. Delish. Let's hit a couple more, a couple short ones. Can't spend a lot of time on them because they do. it makes me violently ill to say these words out loud, much less read them or see them anywhere else. You're talking about somebody that you work with that's a little, little off mentally. What's wrong with them? Well, they're crazy. No. Betty from accounting says they're cray-cray. Crazy has five letters in that word. And now you've just made it worse. Eight characters. Nine, if you want to, ha- if you're planning to hyphenate this thing, so that's cray hyphen cray. Since so got cold chills when I said that, we completely and utterly went backward here. So I really don't have the mental capacity to discuss this one anymore. Jealous, and I'm jealous. I'm so what? That's right, so jelly. Webster's Dictionary defines the word jealous as feeling or showing envy of someone or their achievements and advantages. We took that word and shortened it, and it shares the same name as a breakfast condiment. Roger got a new Mustang. Oh my God, I'm so jelly. I, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what we're doing here. That one's rough, really rough. I think this word originated probably down south somewhere. There was a spelling bee. I'd say late elementary school. Let's just say fifth grade, something like that. Kid gets up on stage. Moderator says, your word is jealous. The kid takes a minute, looks up at the sky, looks at its feet. Uh, J-E-L-L-Y, jealous. Judges look at each other. Is that right? Did they spell that right? And all of a sudden, everybody in the crowd claps. You hear this one a lot from the, I probably shouldn't be doing that guy. But I'm going to do it anyway. Maybe it's the motorcycle crowd, the skateboard crowd, BMX crowd, if this were the 80s. I don't know if anybody rides BMX bikes anymore. The guy that drank 15 beers, and he's got one of those side-by-sides out in the middle of the woods, and he wants to ride it up the side of a pine tree. That looks way too sketchy. Nah, man, that's seven letters. I need six. 
It's too sketch. Too sketch, bro. Yeah, the guy said, look, man, there's no way I'm walking down that alley with you. It looks way too sketch. I'd be willing to bet if you did decide to walk down that alley, the guy that's waiting for you behind the trash can with a rusty pocket knife would be willing to give you $100 out of his pocket for that letter Y. I know he would. Put it on there. Stop being stupid. This one sounded like it came right out of 1987. Well, I know the word totally did. Totes. It's rough, man. Very rough. Seven letters, we turned it into five. And then we turned it into a breakfast cereal from 1978 called Totes. Just tastes like tree bark. But we'll keep you regular. Just to be completely honest with you, I don't even know people that use the full word totally that aren't named Bill and Ted. Now, we've all heard a couple of words used for the word pregnant, to be with child. Prego or preggers. <laughs> Saying the word preggers just then really just made me want to turn myself inside out. So if you're, if you're the one that is indeed pregnant, and you're using this word to tell everyone, or using these words to tell everyone that you are with child. Good afternoon, ma'am or sir, I am Prego. Good afternoon, ma'am or sir, I am Preggers. So you've got two options here if, if, this, if you're the person with child. Just, just go do me a favor. Go ahead and deliver the baby. And then when you come home from the hospital, just go next door to your neighbor's house and, and knock on the door and give it away. Because there's no way that you're mature enough to be a parent. Now, if you keep it, let's look the alternative here. Say you've decided to not give the baby away. So if you keep it, you're going to do something really stupid, I promise. If you're using the word prego to describe it. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to have that baby, and the nurse is going to come in, or the doctor, or whoever, however this goes. I can't remember. It's been so long since I had kids. On naming the child. You're going to do something real stupid. You're going to end up naming it after uh, some healing crystals or something. So you're going to be, let's say your last name's Jones. You're either going to name it Amethyst Jones or Quartz Jones, Sapphire Jones. Now, granted, if you do decide to name your child, male or female, Sapphire, they only have one. Well, actually, I take that back. They've got two careers ahead of them. One, the most obvious, being a stripper. Sapphire to the main stage. Sapphire. Or if you guys are old enough to remember, there was a show on TV called The American Gladiator. If you don't know the premise, it was two contestants basically do these physical challenge type stuff against um, more or less uh, athletes, professional athletes that were, you know, you, obviously they were steroid users. And I'm pretty sure there was a lady on there named Sapphire that could bench press a school bus and a dump truck at the same time. So Sapphire Jones, two career options, stripper or star of American gladiators. Either one. I let the kid decide, I guess at that point. So amethyst quartz, Sapphire or moonstone. If you name that child moonstone, you're going to do them a great disservice because they're going to grow up thinking they have to listen to the grateful dead. And no one should have to listen to the Grateful Dead. One more. It's the trailer park version of a healing crystal. Cubic zirconia. So I guess if you have a cubic zirconia and you'd live in a single wide trailer, 
nothing wrong with that. But if you do, it's almost like the genie in the lamp. I think if you rub it two or three times, you'll have a Camaro show up in your driveway. Your double wide, I'm sorry, your single wide turns into a double wide and you automatically get an above ground pool. In Italian, the word prego means please or you're welcome. Stop it. So using that, I don't need you to, to thank me because you've decided to be pregnant. Because you've decided to have your third kid, and then you've, on top of all that, you've decided to have a gender reveal party. Well, first of all, no one wants to come to a gender reveal party. You, husband and wife, are stupid enough to do it, or you are insulting everyone else's intelligence, assuming they're stupid enough to want to come. You entice them to come by serving tiny sandwiches and Hawaiian punch. And then people wait around for you to beat on a pinata to see if blue or pink powder come out of it. Or if you're not banging on a pinata, you've watched some stupid TikTok video where they've said, this is the new trendy way to announce that you're having a kid. Years ago, everyone found out from a newspaper, if anybody's familiar with what a newspaper is. It just said, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, welcome Child X into the world. If you're married to a man, it would be your husband. Well, not the case so much now. This is my hubby. Here's my hubs. Can't do this. Anyone out there that's married to a man and you call your husband hubby or hubs, here's a, here's a few things. Number one, he's not your husband. You've married a Ken doll because you get to pick out his clothes for church. You pick out his clothes to go to work in. You pick out his stupid Columbia shirt with his Hey Dude shoes to wear to Texas Roadhouse on Fridays. You guys know how much I like that by now. Even in episode one, you'll figure that out. It'll be a running theme for me, I'm sure. You you don't even allow your husband to go to a barbershop, like a barbershop barbershop. When you go in there, somebody's already cussing as soon as you walk through the door. It smells like talcum powder and aftershave and yesterday's sweat. It's got a bunch of guys in there basically. Let me say this. Going to the barbershop is probably one of my favorite things in the world. I get to go in there, and I, I don't even mind the wait, especially if it's a good barber. I have a good barber, and I enjoy going to get my hair cut there. We talk, goof off, and it allows it allows you to decompress for a little while. So there, I don't I don't even care to wait at the barber shop. It's one of the greatest things ever. If I had a second life, I think I would like to be a barber. I even entertained it a few years ago. So anyway, you don't let him go to the barber shop. You make him an appointment. He doesn't do it himself. A real barber shop, you don't need an appointment. You walk in, and you shut up and wait your turn. So you've made hubs, let me say it again, it's even worse when I go, hubs, hubby. You've made him an appointment at your salon or with your hairdresser. Mind you, that's the same place you go pay $130 to turn your jet black hair, Dolly Parton, platinum blonde. Now, none of my business, I don't care. Do whatever you want to with your money. Money well spent, especially if it makes you feel better. Got no problem with that. You've booked him an appointment with your hairdresser. Because that's the way you like his hair to look. You tell the beautician, I think that's the right word, what guard number to use on the clippers for the side, the back, the top, how to part it. And you might even see if she can use a little consort for men to keep his hair in place. 
Ridiculous haircut. Ridiculous. Stop going to Great Clips, guys. Stop doing it. It's stupid. If you're listening and you work at Great Clips, I'm glad you pay your bills, but I went to Great Clips one time. Never will I go back. When you take this guy to the hair salon, he looks like an extra from Young and the Restless on an episode 1989. Hubs or hubby, he he may want to grow a beard, but you won't let him because you think it looks nasty for whatever reason. So now he has a goatee. He probably didn't choose the goatee. You chose the goatee for him. Remember, I said it's a Ken doll. If you're saying hubby or hubs, your your spouse is a Ken doll. And just a goat, listen, a goatee is nothing more than a beard that gave up. That's it. It gave up. It's the best I can do. I, I just can't do it. I'll just have a mustache and then I'll have a little bit of facial hair on my chin, which, you know, Colonel Sanders, I guess, pulled it off, but I don't think he had a full goatee. He just had, you know, whatever. That was his thing. Goatee. Couldn't do it. Can't grow a beard. Give me that goatee. Pick one. Pick a mustache. Pick a beard. Or pick nothing. I don't even want, you don't even need sideburns. 902 went out, went off the year, or went off the air years ago. Stop it. But I really, out of the two, hubby or hubs, I honestly think that hubby is worse. Because it sounds like everything mentioned above, but you're also either, I'm going to assume indirectly, calling your husband fat or overweight. I don't know what the right term is. So hubby, it just it says it sounds like you said, hey, you know, you know, Mike's a little fat, and this is my husband. They have to deserve better. Hey, babe, you want to go out to eat? This is my bae, B-A-E. All short for baby. Not a infant human, a term of endearment. Baby's bad enough, but babe or bay. So I had always thought that bay was just short for babe. Well, I look it up and it's an acronym for before anyone else. All right. It just bothered. This one bothers me and it should bother you too. It's got the same effect on me as when married couples with kids call each other or refer to each other by not their birth name. They call each other mom and dad. Even worse, if they say mommy or daddy referring to each other. I know that's a term of endearment in the South for a lot of people. Referring to their parents, not their spouse. You got the husband, the wife, a couple kids sitting around in the living room, and dad says to his wife, I should say husband says to his wife, mom, where do you want to go eat tonight? And she says, dad, I don't know. Where do you want to go? We already know that your parents, you have kids. We know that they have birth certificates, social security numbers, the whole, the whole deal. You might've even had a gender reveal party that nobody wanted to come to you. We, we get this. It's established. You are a mother and you are a father. For the love of God, stop calling each other mom or dad. This is like on the same level as a married couple having a joint Facebook account. That's how gross it is. Mom and dad. So, husband, you're going to call your wife mom. You call her mom and you all sleep in the same bed together and do God knows what on underneath the covers on Friday night. Kids are within earshot of anything. Don't get weird on me. You know where I'm going with. And you're calling mom or dad. It's disgusting. It's on like this whole hippie commune level 
of like some uh, Manson family stuff, you know, minus the murder and all the crappy Beatles music. Hey, do you guys want to come over and watch the game tomorrow? Yeah, probably. P R O L L Y. How did you get so how did you get so lazy that that probably was a struggle? Just an absolute struggle. Did you just in the middle of trying to say the word probably, did you just suffer a stroke and that's the best that you could do? Probably. It it looks worse in in text, I think, on social media than some of the other ones do. To me, it sounds if someone is at a playground, I say someone, I guess a child, it'd be even funnier if it's an adult. You're up at the top of the playground, big slide. Saying the word probably sounds like you puked, and that's what it would sound like when it ran down the slide. Probably. That's all I hear. I don't even want to hear a toddler, a three-year-old, say the word probably. Get that kid in speech class. You get a lot of people referring to pets as fur babies or a woofer. That's ridiculous in its own right, but those aren't necessarily shortened words for a regular word. They've ruined it again. The word dog, D-O-G, it turned into doggo. We made it longer and stupider. Or another word for a puppy, pupper. I've heard it before. They pick it up, they pet it. Oh, God, look at this cute doggo. No, it's not just a dog. It's a puppy. Stop being, it's, it's, God, it's ridiculous. I don't know. Most of you are probably familiar with the television show Lassie. If you're not, I'll sum it up. Timmy owns a female collie named Lassie. A collie is also a breed of dog. It's not a doggo or a pupper. She's a collie. Well, there's always some type of child or some moron in some type of despair. Lassie sees the despair. Lassie finds Timmy. Lassie barks at Timmy. Somehow Timmy translates the bark from Lassie, and they both go to wherever said despair is. But could you imagine Lassie coming back? There was a hardware store fire in the middle of town. Lassie notices she can't find Timmy, so what she does, she drags Two or three kids out of the uh, hardware store fire. Why are three kids in a hardware store by themselves on it on fire? I don't know. It's just a story. She drags them all out. She runs and tells Timmy, bark, 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 hardware fire. Drug these three kids out. Here they are. Call their mom and dad. Now, of course, Timmy's grateful that Lassie saved the lives of these kids. And could you imagine what, what, what Lassie would think? Timmy starts patting Lassie on the head, rubbing her petting on her, doing all that junk, loving on her, and says, oh, Lassie, good pupper. Good pupper, doggo. You're the best fur baby ever. Now, I have to imagine that Lassie would just voluntarily vomit, but I don't know if that's the case. I do know, I'm pretty sure it would offend her. She's a dog. She's about dog business, not pupper business and not doggo business. Let's gamble again. I'd be willing to bet $100 that Lassie told Timmy, just hang on a minute, pal. She picks one, two, three kids up all by the shirt collar, drags them back into town. Remember the hardware store on fire? She drags them right back into the store. She closes the door behind her, locks the door, and then calls the fire department and says, you know what, we were just kidding, there's no fire. And then she ran all the way back to Timmy, barked some more bark, She's so frustrated at that point, Timmy's never heard that tone before. And Lassie turns away and finds that big stud German shepherd that lives down the street. They both fire up a cigarette and run off into the woods. And those are just a few reasons why 
I hate it here. 